everybody. Welcome to Amplify Your Impact, where we talk to fast-growing, mission-driven entrepreneurs about how they're growing their businesses and helping others to get results in their businesses. Today, I have James Jacoby. He is a the founder and CEO of Ascend of Advisors, and he is a strategic advisor for early stage Fortune 1000 companies. He helps business owners embrace accelerated adoption to digital strategy systems and processes that make their brand digitally competitive in their sales and marketing. Um, he's recognized as a millennial leader on multiple boards of directors and has spoken at top industry and business conferences on business growth, hiring, and leadership. And he has spent the last 15 years working with small local businesses to global Fortune 100 firms in the healthcare, insurance, pharmaceutical, and technology verticals. He understands the challenges CEOs face to build a great culture and high-performing teams. James graduated from Northern Illinois University with a degree in marketing and certified professional selling. So he is very well qualified to give us some great insight and expert advice today. Welcome, James. So glad to have you on. Thank you so much, Susan. Glad, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, I mean, we got quite a bit of in, information about you already, but let's give the, the listeners um, a short little uh, background on like how you even got into, like give a little bit of your background more than what we just heard from you, but like, what are you currently focusing on in your business right now as well? Yeah, appreciate the question. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I did come from a, a corporate background. I was, I was fortunate to have the experience and, and I, I treasure it greatly. Uh, to be in, in a company that went from 30 million when I was with them to 180 million, totally organic, no M&A, just pure grit and culture. And um, I learned a lot of my business lessons in that, in that time frame. I was their top, you know, one of the top sales leaders, top uh, producers for the Northeast. And um, I started my consulting company three and a half years ago after that. So um, where we focus now as Ascend Advisors is we, we actually pivoted. No, just like the, the, the big word of 2020, oh, yeah. pivot. <laughs> we, we pivoted last year and, and we really, we asked ourselves a lot of questions and I, and I hope we hit on a lot of these themes today because there's, there's some really good lessons that we've learned that we've heard from others that, that have learned the same thing that they're doing. And, and I want to get, I want to make sure I get across to your audience today, some best practices on how to go about your business right now. Um, but we, we shifted our focus and we asked our questions first of, okay, everybody more or less got pushed back to the starting line last year. And in some ways it's a fresh start, you know, if you look at it that way. And so you also have to realize, well, the market will then eventually get faster and pick back up again. If you didn't get dealt a lucky hand out of the gate, um, with instant demand based on what the market needed last year. But if you, if you weren't in that situation, or even if you were, you know, it's really asking questions around, well, how do we capitalize on this right now? You know, where should we focus? What do our customers and clients need? What, you know, where is, where, what are the trends? Where is this going? And where does my business fit? And is my business more or less resonant with the market needs right now? Maybe, maybe the things we used to sell a lot of aren't as important anymore. You know, maybe we should change. Can we change? Can we, imp can we implement a new product or service that is more relevant, is more wanted, is 
that can convert faster. Yeah, we can grow sales faster. All great things, right? <laughs> so, but you have to be open to asking those questions and being vulnerable to hearing answers you may not want to hear. And that, that was a huge theme I saw all across the board last year with business owners. We talked to hundreds and hundreds of business owners, small to large, leaders of sales forces, big corporations. And um, I guess the, the sobering thing or the comforting thing is to just understand guys, like wherever you're at right now, if you're, if you're, if you're running a small business, if you're in a big company and you lead a, you lead a big team, um, you, you know this, but there's no one that's that far ahead of you or behind you. We're all relatively still in the same, you know, space together. Um, the ones that are going to win are the ones that are keeping their head down, executing really well, focused, like super focused on where they're going and they know where they're going and, and they're learning very quickly. I, I talked about fast learning a lot. Um, a key best practice of companies today has to be fast learning. And in order to learn fast, that means you also have to fail forward because you learn from failure. You learn from trying, you learn from testing and learning. True learning is hard and it's not comfortable. It, it's friction and you're learning and, and training yourself on new things. So <clears throat> the mindset I always, I always encourage CEOs and their teams to adapt right now is, you know, have a culture that isn't going to be punished for, for mistakes. Isn't going to be, you know, of course we all need to create sales. We know that we all know that. Um, but what we need more of is we need a really strong heartbeat of a team that wants to stay together, loves each other, loves the company, loves what they do, is proud about the brand and is really confident that they are solving a problem. They know the market needs when you have all those, you know, those, those recipes of success um, <clears throat> and then say, Hey, with all that in mind, we want you to try new things. We're open to ideas. This was unpredicted. So who's, who, who, who can say this can't happen again? Something else could happen. Who knows? But creativity is a premium. Your ideas are a premium. Um, solutions are premium. So we're open and, and try stuff. And, and fail and learn, but let's just keep moving forward and share our learnings, share best practices, and let's figure out how to do this better, quicker, faster than anybody else. You know? Yeah. I really like how you brought up how, you know, we, the, what I'm hearing from you is that basically it boils down to like, we have our, our base principles and that's going to be what's lasting, yes. but there's always something that can happen in the world that can either force us to like what you said in the beginning of like starting back at square one and figuring out like, okay, well, how do we use what we know, our principles and actually like help people today? Cause I don't, as fast as our world and technology and even in our, you know, marketing industry and information industry, like it moves so fast that like what we were doing for the past five years can become irrelevant. And we have to be able to like, like you said, be open to changing what we're well, doing, but still using the yeah. base knowledge and principles is really what we should be like grounded in because those are lasting. And that, and that's where that, that's where we are now today. That's what led us to where we are focused today. 
as a company, <clears throat> we, we made the decision, um, gosh, I mean, it's not even been six months, maybe less to focus in this, in this little quadrant that if you search it now on LinkedIn, you actually will find it. If you search on Google, you'll find it, but it's not a term very well known, um, called sales enablement. And, and we actually coined the term digital sales enablement mm -hmm. because everything is digital. Now what happened last year in the marketplace guys and gals is this thing right here in my hand, I'm holding the mobile phone, right? The usage of your mobile went up 50% from the year before everything. Everybody's on this. Everyone's on a mobile device or on your screen on a laptop um, more than ever, obviously. Right. Cause we've had to do a lot of virtual stuff. Um, but that has now instilled new habits, new behaviors, new buying patterns that didn't exist before. And so the attention on this thing is premium, it's prime real estate. And so you're not just competing with people in your own space, you're competing with anybody on anything that they're seeing on this device. And so the, the questions start to change. We knew this was coming. We knew that this was rolling out over the last few years of this digital adoption and, and, you know, att you know, attention is, is what you got to think about. Well, it's true. I mean, it's true more than ever, but now you really seriously have to ask yourself the question, like, how is my business strategically on this that drives, uh, consumer behavior? It drives mark brand awareness. It drives people to check us out. It drives lead, lead generation, lead nurturing sales. How are we doing it on this thing? if we don't have an answer, we got a problem because there is lots of companies that have an answer that are killing it on this thing. And it's all because of the new technologies that are available. There's AI, there's automation, there's all sorts of cool apps, softwares. And we have to start thinking about, okay, I may not be the most favorite tech person out there. I may even hate tech. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm very good at it at all. But the, the reality guys is that this is the game board. This is the game board now. It is it is whether you like it or not. And and so embrace it, lean into it. It's okay if you don't know everything. None of us really do. We're still learning a lot together. Um, but start to figure out how can I put pieces of my business and my systems and my strategies in digital technology? Because um, that's where our consumers are. And so we are meeting people where they're at, literally on their device. And we're going into companies, larger companies, Fortune 1000, and we're working with the sales force specifically. And we're asking the leaders in the sales team, how can we effectively market and sell better using strategies and technologies and systems that are on here? Because this is where our market is. And so we come up with, with tools and, and strategies and coaching on how people, how to help people adapt to some new rhythms, behaviors, habits, sequences, systems that they can easily execute that will see results. You mentioned uh, some like best practices that you wanted to speak about. And I using, you know, what you just talked about meeting them where they're at mobile habits and all that kind of stuff. Do you have any um, examples of like, when you go and work with these companies, uh, what's, what's something give it, give us like a, a, an example of something you've done with one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll think about it. So, um, you know, we work with a lot of um, very, very, very um, tenured expert, top producers, uh, VPs of sales, CEOs, uh, their, their whole team. Um, 
with with COVID, what happened last year for everybody is most people got sent home. <laughs> so now you have a totally new dynamic of home life and business life in a t- new way where they're literally clashing all day long, right? And so you're dealing, I got small kids. I got three small kids. We got a dog. Um, there's a lot of chaos going on, you know, <laughs> if I'm working out of my house, I got yeah. my office, thankfully, um, too. But you have this dynamic of a very busy, disruptive day. You also, people will say, I've worked more now than I ever have, you know? So you have people that feel like they're already maxed out on their time, yet they still have to find time somehow to grow net new business. And when you think of lead generation and digital marketing and all these new things and tips and tricks, I'm like, man, I don't have time. I don't have time. How am I supposed to do all this? It's, it's very overwhelming, very fast. And so just in the last month, you know, we've talked to a dozen different, very large insurance companies, uh, financial service firms, um, consulting firms that have big sales forces. Like we're talking 50, 100, 500 people in a sales force. And um, they just need help understanding what is the most simplest way, easiest way. I know I have to work and do my hard work. You give me a simple way method of how I can use something in digital, like maybe LinkedIn um, and, and have a system that actually works to generate a new list of prospects, clients that I can easily follow every day and, and see results from. And so we do that. We do that with a lot of companies is we 72% of B2B business is on LinkedIn right now. It's huge. It's huge. Um, the 90. 9% of people on LinkedIn don't understand how to sell and market effectively. And so it turns out to be spam or ineffectiveness, <laughs> or they just, they just let it sit because they don't know what to do. Um, but there is a ton of business right now. If you, if you guys are on social media and you want to grow business on B2B, even B2C on LinkedIn, it's there. It is, it is hot. Um, and I, I'm talking from, from a person that was on LinkedIn back in 2008 when it was literally for like the longest time, just pretty much a virtual resume. That's right. pretty much what it was. That, and, and if you wanted a job, you'd say, hey, I'm looking for a job and you'll Connect get calls from a bunch of recruiters. Yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty much what it was for like yeah. until two years ago. <laughs> that's still what I think of it as. And that's me personally, I still, uh, I don't really hang out on LinkedIn, but I keep hearing from multiple people like, that's where you need to be. But I just haven't jumped in because like you said, people just don't know, like, it's like, okay, well, how do I learn? How do I apply the marketing, the correct marketing tactics to that platform? So that's, that's, yeah. that's definitely good to know though, if for those well, that are the, like, where should I be living at? <laughs> well, and it, it doesn't have to be on LinkedIn guys. Pick, pick yeah. a platform, pick Facebook, pick Instagram, pick whatever you want. But here's the three things that we keep finding where it's success or failure. It's number one, who is your audience? Really? And, and you, you, you may think that's a very basic question and it is, but it isn't because I, I've talked to some very, very smart business people when I have asked that question and they'll, and I got a recent one two, two weeks ago. If I told you the name of this organization, you would know who it is. Everyone on this, on this podcast would know who this was. Um, very famous organization. And one of the top leaders said, well, anyone that uses our products or services. I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not your audience. Not the I mean, I'm sure we would love everyone to buy from us. That would be great. 
but that doesn't tell me who your audience is. Mm -hmm. No, what I mean by who your audience is, is literally like which industry, if you could pick, you know, what industry do you serve? What role do they have in the company? What location are they at? If you're a location bound or not, you know, what are some behavior graphics, firma graphics? Tell me some things about this person that if I could curate a list of a hundred people that look just like them, I would be able to tell that right out of the gate. We want to get clear on who we are serving. Um, and I, and I, I'm, I'm no different guys. I have fought this so many times. Like you always want to feel like, well, I don't want to get, I don't want to get limited. I can, I want to serve everybody. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't. Why? Because the more bland you are, the harder it is for people to find you period. You can't, if, if you're hard to, if your brand is bland, if your brand is bland, <laughs> if your brand is bland, five times fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are people, seriously, how are people supposed to go on Google and search for what you are or who you do, what you do? They can't, they can't find you. So you, so pick, get picky. There's plenty of business opportunities within a super specific niche. And, and the more clear your brand is, on paper, on your website, on your social profiles for who you serve and what you do and why, um, the easier it will be for when people come and see you to say, oh, I understand what you do and I know who you serve. It ain't for me, but at least I know it's for, you, for this people or wow, this is exactly what I want. I didn't know you existed. Um, cool. So that's number one. Number two is your messaging, um, your messaging and your positioning. And so where we see people mess, mess up a lot and struggle with is, you know, they don't really know what to say. They really don't even know or are clear on their value proposition. Um, they have a little bit of understanding of the business problems these people are having or personal problems that they understand the problem. Um, they know a little bit about the result because they do have a secret sauce that does something, but they have struggle putting that all together. Yeah. So where we, where we do a lot of work on the coaching side with, with, with people is helping them get clear on that because what your messaging has to be, it has to be very crisp, very short to the point, but nails all of those things together. Um, so that when someone reads it in a message in five seconds, I can say, whoa, you understand me. You know my business, You're, you know my business problems, you know the results that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. You clearly get me in two sentences, max, um, versus paragraphs of spam about my company and why we're great and all of our products right. and, and all our features. Yeah. Right. So it's about them. yeah, it's about, it's about them. It's not about you. And, and we also, um, what, what's been great as a best practice to, to kind of know if you're down the right pathway is to ask a very relevant question, ask a question to start a conversation not end it out of the, out of the gate with a pitch, right? <laughs> Start a conversation that's meaningful that they would care about to have. And then maybe you might get somewhere. Mm -hmm. So give before getting, um, like, and comment on their content. If they have content people, what happens when you like and comment on their content, their phone dings. We like dings on phones. Everyone does. We get happy when we're we get dings on them. our phone. We are addicted to <laughs> notifications, right? That's good. Yeah. Um, but give, give before you get, um, be a person of interest, be interested in them to be interesting 
And, and that is a, is a key principle that we operate from and we teach. And it works because if you look at, if you just look at your own inbox to prove my point, look at all the, all the spam and all the pitches that you get, it's about them. Is there any messages in there that show that this person cares about you and they're, and they're asking something about you, not them? Mm-hmm. Rare. It's really rare. Yeah. So as soon as you get that message, it stands out like a sore thumb. And it's like, wow, I'll talk to that person. And we're finding that, you know, you won't get 15 minutes with an executive. You'll get like 60 to 90 minutes with an executive because they are dying to talk. Mm-hmm. You just can't find someone right that people. seems competent to talk to yeah. or with. <laughs> so that's huge. Messaging is huge. And then the third thing is, is having a system, having a true prospecting lead nurturing system that you can rinse and repeat every day. And um, don't overcomplicate it. Simple is better. Less is more. Because mm-hmm. seriously, if you if you only even because we're uh, our point of view, I'm a salesperson too. I want instant gratification. I want results now. I'm lazy. I don't want to do all this extra hard work. Like that's all. That's us, right? We no one wants more than that, right? If we're being honest with ourselves, we right? want the fastest way. You yeah, know, but that's not always the best way. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, patience is a virtue, and, yeah. and due diligence is a virtue, and we and we need to do that. But given the facts of COVID and the reality of life, seriously, like I don't have a lot of time. No one does. So how can we build a better system, right? That doesn't take maybe it used to take twenty to twenty five hours or more. How can we do it now in like four or five <laughs> over a week, like 30 minutes a day, you know, a focused work that matters. It's meaningful. It's systematic. We can repeat it every day and it, it, it leads to predictive results. If we do it right, that's what we want to do. And so we teach people how to do that because most people don't have that right now. Even if they had the other two, right. They don't have, have good habits of just execution. And so mm-hmm. that's where we help a lot of companies too, is like shift. You got to shift some behaviors, guys, if you want to see results in your business. I mean, the, this is a true fact. Like the, you are exactly where you are right now because of the behaviors that you have, period. Yep. So it should be no surprise, <laughs> but if you are just examine your behaviors because all your daily decisions and where you spend your time, how you execute everywhere is the result of today. So if you don't like it, we got to start changing some stuff, right? Yeah. And, and really it comes down to getting simpler systems, being aware of like where you should and shouldn't spend your time too. Um, and be very comfortable saying no to a lot of things because you got to be protective <laughs> of your time. Um, yeah. Cause we can't burn out. We can't get over exhausted. We can't get stressed out. We got families at home. You know, we got a lot on our plate already. So let's, let's come up with a better way here, you know? So th- those are the three that things sounds, that we see are, are the big success factors. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, that sounds like kind of where I'm at as well of like, just simplifying, getting down to the basics. What are the key things I need to be doing daily? Cause I don't want to be, you know, I've got summer's coming up is the other thing. Like even yeah. those of us that have our kids back to school, it's like, well, summer's coming up. They're going to be back home full time again. So we got to, we got to pivot every few months anyways. Um, well, tell us, James, then, uh, what does it look like for, let, let's focus more on the uh, smaller businesses. Cause that's what my audience is. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, 
solopreneurs, but also like small team entrepreneurs or businesses. There's, it's primarily who I, I think listen to this podcast. So Great. what would it look like for them uh, to work with you? Like what, what, what does your program look like, your coaching and stuff? Yeah. So right now we, um, we can do, we, we can do several different things based on the need and the budget <laughs> of, of what they're looking for. Um, one, I just got off a call before our, our time here together today with a very prominent, well-known speaker, um, is on speaking circuits, travels around She's a solopreneur though. She's got, you know, she doesn't have a big team yeah. and she wants to grow her team and she wants to grow into a consulting track for her business. She doesn't have that right now. She wants to go consult with bigger companies. So we literally from soup to nuts, um, redid her website. Um, we are doing all of our new marketing, all of our branding, social media. We are building out lead generation systems for, for LinkedIn. Um, we're build, developing collateral that she can use as sales material in sales conversations and meetings, mm -hmm. helping her build her pitch deck or proposal, like the whole thing. We do the whole thing with, with, if they want, we can do the full money on, um, end to end what you need for sales and marketing to, like you said, at the beginning to be digitally competitive. To, to, um, fast track, you know, getting to the audience the right way, showing them your value, showing them your offer and, and getting in front of the right people. So we're doing that with this person right now. Um, it takes a while, right? It's not, you can't do all this overnight. Yeah. But we, I do this with clients for a year, um, because it takes a lot of time to, to put this stuff together and implement and practice and test and tweak. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the other thing is we we're interested in the data. We want to, we want to really help you turn your brand into a more strategic viewpoint where we're looking at it from a data analytics perspective. So like what I mean by that is we're measuring, we're measuring the results of your social media efforts. We're measuring those results of your, your weekly execution and your sales efforts where, you know, we're measuring um, messaging effectiveness. We can actually see a B testing what messages do better or not on your prospecting. So yeah. we really want to dial in all of those efforts because the data doesn't lie. The data is going to say if it's working or not, you know, and what better way to know with proof to say I'm on the right track or I need to change something. Yeah. Because the last thing I want you to do if you're listening is I don't want you to guess. I don't want you to have it take you six months, 12 months to figure out the next step that could have taken a month, you know, because time is time is money and time we need, we need to do certain things now. So we help people move faster because we've been in there, done that you know, for many, many years. And we want to simplify stuff for you and your business. So um, we do a lot of done for you and done with you um, type of services in the marketing and sales space, like as you, as an example there. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah. yeah. I like that you brought up that you primarily focus on, you know, the data, like you let the data guide what yeah. you're doing to make changes and helping people. I, I do the same thing with my clients, primarily looking at like, uh, I, so you focus a lot on the, the sales, uh, and marketing side of things. And I focus more on with my clients, the, uh, more fulfillment side. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I look at the data of like, okay, you, you've got these people coming in, you've got the sales coming in, but how many of those people are actually completing your programs? Yeah. How many of them are getting stuck and like dropping off? How many of them are, are not buying from you again? And so that very much data driven, for that as well. And so I, uh, I love to hear that because that's one of the things that I've noticed and I'm sure you've noticed as well as a lot of people just, they don't know, they know something's broken. They don't know what. And so they start 
making all these different changes. And it's like, well, wait, why are you fixing that when you really should be focusing on this right here? <laughs> it's, it's so common and, and don't be ashamed or, or feel weird if you're, if, if this is you, cause it's me yeah. I've done this a million times. I'm, oh, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. We make a rational emotion. Yeah. You have like this, at it. yeah. Yeah. The, the best feedback you can possibly get guys is from your own marketplace. Like just ask them what they, it's, it sounds this simple and it really is. Ask them what they want. Like ask them that we had a call with a client yesterday. She, she's an electrical contractor. She's an electrician, right? She runs a small business with a small team and she's got bids for proposals for, for big, bigger deals. And one of the, I asked her to pull up, Hey, show me your proposal. What is, I want to see what it looks like. You know, it was, it was pretty basic. <laughs> and I'm like, all right how did you know what information to put in here? Oh, I just, you know, this is what I typically do. But did they want this? I don't know. Why don't we go, why don't we, why don't we go ask? Them? Let's ask. Let's go ask them. And if anything, let's ask them if he wants anything else in this that we're not. Because mm. if I'm thinking on a big proposal, like I was looking at, I would care about, you know, um, how much time is this going to take? What are the sequences and steps of, of, of this whole project? Mm-hmm. Help me understand. I, I see the investment being number, but break it down for me. Where is this money going to go so I can justify in my mind yeah. why I should pay for this? You know, and, and she was like, Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. And I'm like, Yeah, I just gave you market feedback as if I was your buyer, right? So ask your buyer. This is this is maybe one of the, the secret hacks of fat of, of higher better deal closes is ask your buyers what they want. <laughs> And give it to them. <laughs> yes. What a concept. But seriously, like, because you, you're, you, every one of us right now thinks certain things about our business is awesome. We think we're the bomb diggity. We got the coolest thing in the block. And some of the stuff that we think is so cool, they don't care about at all. If you ask them, they'll <laughs> tell you they don't care. Um, they care about other things that you need to find out. And, and yeah. the quicker you get that feedback, it will help you dramatically. Because one, it will make you a smarter marketer and seller Two, your clients are going to like to buy from you more and often because you're giving them exactly what they want. And that person's feedback will ripple effect and help you in every future sale you have. So um, I strongly encourage you guys to ask questions to your buyers. Don't be afraid. They want, they're going to buy from you. They want you, they want to experience the best of you. So the better, more questions you can ask, you're, you're ensuring that that's a certainty, not a, a hope. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's such a good little nugget there that anyone can just go and apply immediately. Just go, go ask them. Go ask um, them. Yeah. <laughs> James, I, we, we ask a lot on this show. We want to know how you as the business owner, um, and CEO, how are you growing your business? So we've talked about a lot, how you help others, to grow. So my question for you is what's next for you? What I mean, we're, we're fast growing business owners. What, what comes next for you? How, where do you see this going? Um, actually, let me, let me ask, let me ask us a, a different question first that I had okay. in my mind. That okay. is a pre, a precursor to that one. We, we were talking about how uh, COVID hit, we had, everyone had to adjust and, and pivot and, and do what we needed to do to keep things going. Do you foresee uh, any changes? Like, is that, is that kind of steady right now? Um, as the kind of the economy starts to get going again and, and COVID regulations are starting to get a little bit lifted, 
do you feel like in the space you're working in, are any other changes needing to happen? Or are we still on the same kind of trajectory of like technology is still progressing the same way it was going to anyway? Yeah. Um, so there's that question. And then let me know, like, what's next for you? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay. No, I got it. We're good. Okay. So, um, so the market's is really volatile right now. If you haven't paid attention or if you have, then you would know it's, it's pretty volatile. Um, the prices of common goods on numerous different industry sectors are, are way up right now from last year. So on that front, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's kind of scary. You know, it's, it's kind of scary of the direction we're heading in some of this stuff. Um, I don't know what that means. No one does. And so, you know, at the same time, consumerism has not dropped. I mean, it's, it's there, people are buying a ton. And so the market is hot. Um, if you're seeing people win often in the space that you're in, that should be an encouraging sign for you. I celebrate that with them because that just proves that the market wants what you do. So as long as that's happening, feel very good about your business. If they stop buying from you and all your competitors, I would start to get worried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then you may have to pivot, you know, but uh, my advice would be don't get caught too caught up in what the market's doing nationally and globally, even though it's kind of crazy right now. Um, the best thing you can do, especially if you're a solopreneur and you guys know this is you control your own destiny. You really do. You're so small. You're so nimble. You can make decisions and changes in your company like that, um, that others can't. So it really is in your hands. Um, and it's what it's may you got seven months of this year left. Um, I think a seven month window is still a safe window to say, we're not going to see a whole lot of changes from a market. You know, at this point, um, things are opening back up, which is good. Um, but my advice is just go full out, like put your head down, ask yourself, what do you want? Like, what do you specifically want to happen in your business in the next 90 days, next month, end of the year? and get super clear on what that is. And then just put your head down block out the world and go do it. Um, Cause if you can wake up and, and pick, pick your head up at the end of this year and say, yeah, I was super focused. I executed to the best that I could. I learned some things and we doubled our sales. Awesome. Now you've set yourself up for some cushion and whatever is going to happen next year. But um, what I've learned over and over again is, is, it's so easy to get caught up in the news. It's so easy to get caught up in other stuff. It doesn't help you at all in your own business. It's you. That's the change, the main driver of your business. So you got to be protective of your mind, of your, your health, of your focus, your time, like it's all on you. So if that stuff really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's all about you and your family first, take care of that first and, and don't worry about the other stuff. Um, Great advice. So the second thing is where are we headed? Um, you know, our, our target number in, th in a three-year window from, from starting from this year was 10 million. So we have a really big number to hit end of the year right now. We're a little bit behind, um, but we're still in reach. So where we're at literally in this moment is we're scaling our team, you know, uh, scaling our team and looking at strategic partnerships, which I would recommend you guys look into to see how can you can, how can you have channel partnerships or strategic relationships, partnerships, whatever word you want to use, mm -hmm. how can you have people accelerate and give you access 
to more customers, to more clients, to more exposure for your brand. So for example, we just picked up a strategic partner that is a referral partner and they have a really good book of relationships. Um, and these are clients that we know we can serve and they know we can serve them too. We're going to give them a referral fee for any introduction that we get and close business on. It's easy, it's easy business, but we're, yeah. we're getting some major potential deals from this that we would not have gotten had we not had that. Mm-hmm. So you don't always have to have an, uh, an employee guys, W2 or a 1099. You can even have a referral partner that you tap into that's resourceful for the market that you want to go into. So consider that as a, as a, as a quantum leap strategy for, for, for growth and sales. Um, the other thing is think about how can you, um, if you can't afford W2s right now, start with 1099s, get some VAs, get some, some contractors that are really specialized. You don't have to give them 40 hours of work. You can give them five hours of work or 10 hours of work. Right. But really start to think through, like build out your organizational chart and figure out what do I need to get done that I don't want to do that. I'm not good at. How can I offload that to somebody else? Because when I do that, I know when I'm focused on the stuff that I'm good at, which is really sales and and client delivery, I'm going to make the most money there. I'm going to get the most results there for my team and for my clients. I don't need to do that other stuff. So start to get an alignment with you. That's what we've done. We, we got, um, we got an operations manager. We have a sales VP on our team. Um, we're hiring some more people for marketing support, sales support, you know, so the next 90 days for us is, is scaling out a team. Uh, we're getting appointment setters on our team to help with outbound sales. So, um, because while that's investing money and that can be scary to say, Oh, I'm going to put out more money. Yeah. But you got to think about what they're going to do the ROI mm-hmm. of those people will return much greater the revenue that you need and want to grow the company anyways. So yeah. think about, even if you're a one person shop right now, be honest with yourself. You can't do it all. It's not, it's, it's not sustainable. And you know, you're, you know, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I've been there. You don't want to do that forever. It's not, no one wants to do that forever. No. So start thinking, all right, what's one thing I could start delegating today? you know, and, and you could go on Fiverr, you could go on, um, you could go on all sorts of different places. People yeah. have VA services. You got talk to friends, just start recruiting, start looking for good talent. Here's the kick glass kicker values. Mm-hmm. Lesson that I've learned over and over again. Um, especially even in the last six months is at the end of the day, the team that is, is growing this thing. It, it leans and rests on your values. You have to know what your core values are as a person, as a, as a company, and you have to hire with those in mind. Um, I will take someone that has the right core values and the right attitude over skill any day of the week, hands down. They could be a C level in skill and values and attitude. I would hire that person with, if they showed potential, I could train them. Yes. I, I would train that person in a second. Um, so just yeah. something to consider. But if you haven't thought about that yet, start there, really ask yourself, what kind of people do I want on my team? Because you're going to bring in different kinds of people that do different things, think different things. And drama is inevitable. Um, it always <laughs> happens, but you want to have the right drama and you really want to have people that help you move forward with lots of positive energy. You do not want to have daily, weekly, a lot of negative energy that holds yeah. you back, brings you down. That's only going to hurt your, your growth. So yeah. 
Ah, that's, that's great. That's amazing to hear someone define it in that way. Cause yeah, we hear grow, you know, find people to help you, but not a lot of people focus on, on the values part. And that's been a big emphasis for me this year in my business of like figuring out like, what are my core values? What are we all working towards together and really trying to bring my team in as a team and not as just people I'm hiring to help me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, we're a team, we're in this together and we want, we all want to win. Uh, we all Absolutely. want the success to happen. And let me just make a point of distinction real quick. Yeah. You don't have to think like I just said, like, I want to grow, I want to grow our company to 10 million in three years, oh, I yeah. be, you know, hundred million <laughs> yeah. in, in five, six years with valuation, right? Not everyone wants that. No, you might, might want to be super small and that's, that's great but still, still think about how can I build a small team that takes stuff off my plate? Yes. Because it's at the end of the day, a, a great business owner of success can, can turn a business to run it, run a business, have a team that runs by itself. That's, that's eventually where you want to get to as a business owner. This is that you're not even in it. Mm -hmm. and it runs on its own. That's, that's the true statement of, of a successful, in my opinion, a successful business owner is if you can build a product or a service, build a team and a culture and a brand, and literally it runs on its own. That's when you know, you've made it from a, from a culture and brand standpoint, it's sticky and, yeah. and you can, you know, go from there. So, yeah, that's so good. So good. That's what we're striving for. That's right. <laughs> All right, James, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Um, let's see, people can go find you at ascendadvisors.com and that's advisors with an E at the E-R-S at the end. And um, where else? I mean, you hang out on Facebook, I know, and LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, check us out on LinkedIn. If you check us out on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot, Instagram. Um, and check out our site because we're about to reveal our podcast. So oh, podcasts, <laughs> you'll see it on there. It's going to be really cool. That's exciting. All right. We will, we will check that out as well. And, oh, and you also have a free marketing assessment. You want to just quickly tell people, I'm assuming they can go to ascendadvisors.com to get to that. Yes, um, you want to just give like a quick, what, what is that? <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks to Susan and, and partnering with her on the show, we, we were willing to, to give away some time. So Seriously, no, no strings attached. If you want us to look at your company's marketing right now and give you some honest evaluations of and recommendations of what you can do to, to improve it right away, um, we give you 45 minutes of our time to go through that together um, and have a productive call. So sounds great. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, James, for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. 